The Real Estate Sessions podcast is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising for real estate brilliantly simple. Promote your brands, promote your listings, learn more at adworks.com. That's A-D-W-E-R-X.com, adworks.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Well, welcome to episode 22 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Today, I'm really excited to have someone who's not a realtor, but who's involved in just about every realtor's life in the state of Arizona. It's Barb Freestone, who's the Senior Vice President of Professional and Business Development with AAR. Barb has been with AAR for about 32 years. So we're going to ask her some questions about things that have changed over the time that she's been here and also kind of dive deep into her role uh, and what she does for realtors in the state of Arizona. So Barb, welcome to the Real Estate Session. Thank you, Bill. I'm glad to be here with you. I'm really excited to talk to you because I've, I've known you now for a number of years and I've been able to help out a little bit with some of the um, webinars and the conference stuff. It's been a lot of fun, but I don't know a ton about you. So I'm going to ask you some questions that people don't probably know. First off, are you from Arizona? Did you grow up here? No, actually, I grew up in New Jersey. Where in New Jersey? In Mars Plains, New Jersey. It's um, a little north central. Okay. It took pretty much an hour and a half to get anywhere, to get to the seashore, to get to Pennsylvania, to get to New York City. So the really pretty part of New Jersey. The really right? pretty part. I had Paula Montofer on the podcast earlier. She's also from New Jersey, a small town. She said same way where it's, I think, there's a misconception about New Jersey, am I right? There absolutely is. And if you talk to my husband, he will tell you what he thinks of New Jersey <laughs> until we get outside of Newark. Ah, I got you. So Newark is the problem. Yes. I've heard that before. All yes. right. So so let's talk about this then. So you end up here. You've been here for 32 years. What did you, did you do anything prior to this? Did you, were you doing it? Were you in the industry already? No, no. Actually, when I graduated high school, I worked for a computer company. Okay. Um, uh, computer companies back then were much different, but I was right. in the administration end of it. And it was a, a computer company that refurbed those big, huge IBM computer machines that you used to see back in the 20s. Yeah, big mainframes that took yep. up a whole room. Right? Yep, okay. it was very interesting, very interesting. Um, and then I uh, uh, worked for them for probably about a year and a half before okay. I moved out here. So you and did you, you met your husband in New Jersey and you both came out here? Too? No, I um, got a whim at one point and I decided I was going to come to Arizona for a year. I had a client that we became friends out here. And I was really intrigued with cowboys. So I, before moving out here, I came out here in February. She, her husband was with the JCs, and I went to the JC Rodeo down at the, the fairgrounds here. Okay. Um, loved cowboys. So I thought um, when it was time to you know, make a change, this is where I'm going to come. And I, I came out here. I, live, I gave myself a year. I lived with her and her family. And about a month before I was going to come home, I met my husband at a JC event. Wow. Um, he yelled at me. And somehow that sparked an interest. Was he a cowboy? <laughs> no, he was not okay. a cowboy. <laughs> so, so you meet a, you meet your husband to be. Uh, that starts a relationship. So you stay. I stay. Wow. And so, how um, how do you get connected with the Arizona Association of Realtors? Um, well, actually, when I came out here um, and stayed with my friend, um, I worked for my client's company, which was Greyhound Computers at the time, which is right almost uh, what a block or two from downtown Phoenix. Wow. 
and um, worked for them for about a year and a half. And, and once I got married, I met my husband in September. Um, we were engaged in February, married in June. So all within less than a year. Okay. Um, and at that point, I thought, you know what? I think I want a different career. I want, a, I want a better job. And I interviewed for the executive assistant at the Arizona Association of Realtors. And I got hired and have been here ever since. So who was the CEO of AAR when you were hired? Bill Cozart. Okay. And I'm sure some of our listeners will know that name. It's going uh, back a ways, but people that have been in the business a while. Yes. And so you started as an executive assistant and obviously you've definitely moved up within the organization. So let's talk about that path. How did it kind of walk us through, you know, how things moved for you, how they progressed? Um, actually, it's kind of a fun, fun process. I'm a gut feeling sort of a person and um, believe in, in destiny happens when you least expect it. I worked at AAR for about a year and a half, and the gal that handled the conventions, um, she was pregnant, and her baby was due at the time of the convention. It was 1986, and it was our largest convention we ever had. It was at the Scottsdale Registry. So I stepped in to, uh, to fill in um, for an area that I had no um, experience in. But I really loved it. Um, she had her baby. She came back to work for about a year, and then she um, decided to be a full-time mom. So Bill asked me, would I want to also take over the convention? So sure. It was fun. Yeah. Um, and little by little, they just kept adding um, duties and programs to me. And so I was both operations as well as events. And at some point, Bill said, you're going to have to make a decision. Uh-huh. What side do you want to stay on? And I really enjoyed the um, event planning, the working in the education, the member contact, the making a difference in um, the members' skills and knowledge. So I I chose education. Wow. So this is in the late 80s that this part happens. And so how many members are there in AAR in the late 80s? Do you remember? Well, when I started in 83, I believe we were at about 14,000. And then we went up to 18,000. And we thought, oh my goodness. Then we went to 24,000. And then there were, you know, ups and downs between then. But yeah, it was a, it was a small association when I started. When first started, right. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there were a lot of people wearing a lot of different hats like you had to do at the beginning. You're kind of doing different things and stuff. So let's, let's move forward. Then we get into the nineties and um, talk about, you know, your development through into the role you have now going forward from there. Cause I'm sure there had to be a lot of, um, you probably went to a lot of different trainings and sessions and things. I mean, it had to be a different world for you. It was definitely a different world. Um, Back in the 80s, basically we had the GRI program, which was in week-long segments. We offered it three times a year. So it literally took members close to five years to earn their GRI, and we had a convention. Okay. In the late 80s, we uh, the the industry started changing for our members and the time commitment that members were willing to spend or could spend away from their business mm-hmm. in a week long chunk um, we we adapted based on the feedback because of that so we completely revamped the GRI program to one and do two day programs okay. we continued with the convention um, as well as our GRI program and then towards the late 90s we, I believe it was the late 90s, we did away with our convention because about that time, a lot of the, the franchise um, companies mm-hmm. started doing conventions. They started doing regional and quarterly events. Um, the title companies started getting involved in education. So we, we felt it was a better use of our time not to compete because our members were now being forced. Do they go to their 
their franchise convention? Do they go to the NAR convention? Do they go to their state convention? So we wanted to adapt to find a way to maximize our members' time, make the choices easier, and find a niche. Okay. Late 90s also brings about really the technology boom, right? Now the internet jumps in there. The internet you got jumps email in. in 95 and, you know, the websites start popping up in late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. And how did that, that had to be quite a, a different a change for you and especially on the education side. It definitely was. I mean, now you we, we still have some of our old index cards that have member names and the education classes they took, especially the, the GRI designation. Nice. So and we actually refer we, we go we we dig through the archives. We pull out the little index cards that everyone here wanted to throw away. And when a member has uh, earned the GRI and they move, they might have moved to New Jersey. Yeah. Ten years later, they're back and they, they want to reactivate their GRI designation. Well, all of those early records are not on the computer. Wow. So we would comb through the, the storeroom and look them up and, and we still have them today. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the computer also changed our registration process. Right. I mean, back in the day when, when people would register for a program, everything was manual. They mailed in their registration. We manually ran their credit card. Um, fact, well, actually, fax wasn't around, I don't think, um, that frequent back then. So we emailed, we mailed them back their confirmation. Right. Um, we love technology. It's made my world really <laughs> right much a lot better. easier. I'll tell you what I see as kind of an outsider to AAR that you're heavily involved in the spring convention, which yes. we're actually recording this podcast right after the initial committee meeting for the 2016 spring spring yes. convention. What are the dates for that? The know? March 29th through April 1st. All right, so we know we all want to be there in Prescott. So in Prescott. <laughs> um, watch for information from AAR in your email soon. Yes, right? Good. coming soon. And and then there's also the partners conference, the industry partners conference which you do in this in the fall in September. Right, which is another amazing event where you get you get um, a title and realtors and lenders all together in the same place trying to figure out and solve problems. That's great. Yes, that's, that's a fascinating event. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But let's start with, I, I think, um, what you're known for. Um, I've heard some people call you GRI Barb before, but you know. There you go. <laughs> Bill okay. Asker calls me Miss GRI. <laughs> Miss. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> yeah. So the let's talk about the Graduate Realtor Institute designation Explain to me what that is and why it's so important. Sure. Mm -hmm. That is a, a national designation from NAR. Um, it is a 90-hour program mm -hmm. administered by each state association. Each state association determines um, how we want to structure that 90 hours. What is important to Arizona? For example, we used to have a uh, contra uh, construction class in the GRI program. Mm -hmm. And looking at what NAR asked us to do, the 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 construction, the architecture, we don't have that here. So they, they loosened their, their strings there, and we, we have a wonderful group of volunteers that help us monitor and design what, what the, the program will actually be, what the topics will be in okay. there. So is it a changing thing? Can it, can it change over time? Absolutely. Okay. It changed so um, in 89. Okay. It changed two years ago. So we are constantly monitoring that program, but that program gives the foundational skills and confidence for realtors. Um, I've got a couple quotes from, because you know I can't go anywhere without paper, no, so I, everyone I, who can't see me, you know I have paper in my hand. We know that. Yeah, but don't tell anyone. All right. um, there, Facebook is pretty active, and mm -hmm. there was a post from a member who was thinking about getting their GRI designation. So they asked you know, the, the, the other folks on the Facebook group if it was worth it. 
And we have comments. That's the best class um, to take. If, uh, even if you're not going for your GRI, take the GRI classes. Nice. Good education. Did not see that it made much of a difference to the public perception because they have no clue what all those letters mean, but it helped me be a better agent. Nice. Got mine years ago, learned a lot, and still use a lot today. So, it, And we, we hear often that real estate um, pre-licensing taught you about real estate in terms of the regulations and the laws and the statutes, but it didn't tell, teach you how. And that's really what the GRI program is all about. It takes all of the topics that um, you need to know to be a successful realtor, and it delves into it, and it teaches you how, how to apply, how to function. The pre-licensing requirement in Arizona, it's like 96 hours, right? Am I somewhere in that range? I think range? it's 90 hours. 90 hours pre-licensing. And mm -hmm. so to get this designation, you double your education. Absolutely. Another 90 hours. Absolutely. And if, if I think I'm right here, it's with really actual working realtors who experience these things, teach these classes. Yes. All, and, all of our instructors are instructors, but they are also practitioners in the topic. Yeah. And the difference between attend any, any class when the instructor is also a practitioner, is you can delve into the topic. I mean, doesn't it, isn't it so much better when you're sitting in a class and you ask a, um, a question about working with a tenant, for example, if mm -hmm. you're in property management, and the instructor starts by saying, I had that situation happen three months ago. Right. Then you're getting application versus um, theory and, and book response. Right. And that's what GRI is all about. We want practitioners teaching practitioners teaching you real life, real solutions, right. real application. And I'm sure there are probably, and not to put you on the spot, but there are probably some studies or numbers that show that getting your GRI, GRI absolutely helps in your business down the road. It I does. NAR, um, in their survey that they do mm -hmm. every, I think it's every two years, does show that the um, average income for members who have a designation is higher but most importantly, it really helps the agents um, build their confidence. So like anything, wow. you're going to make as much money as you want to if you put the effort in. So just having the designation is not going to guarantee. Right. But it's going to give you the skills and the confidence to work and become successful. Gotcha. So GRI was the first one that was the first the national designation from NAR that you've been working on for a long time. Yes. There have been more designations that have come out on a national level. Are you involved with those as well? Yes, we do work with our local associations, and we offer some of the NAR designations and certifications. We worked a few years ago to get some Arizona instructors approved to teach those programs. Oh, great. So, again, now you're taking national curriculum, but you're localizing it to Arizona. National instructors are fabulous, but they don't know Arizona practice. Right. So when they're talking agency or working with buyers and sellers in a, in in the marketplace, they don't know Arizona's marketplace. Right. So we uh, we took the initiative and talked to NAR and identified some instructors that we felt um, were good that we would hire, and they they um, went through the approval process. Oh, that's great. So what are some of those designations, and what do they do? What's what's their you've got um, if you're focusing as a buyer rep, you might want to earn the ABR, the Accredited Buyer Representative. If you are focusing on um, uh, I think we talked a little bit about uh, lead generation. Mm -hmm. You might um, be interested in the ePro, which is all technology-based, right. using social media in your business. If you are focusing on the niche in the senior, real, uh, working with senior buyers and sellers, the senior real estate specialist, the SRES, they've got the CRS, mm -hmm. which is a certified residential specialist, and that's through the CRS organization. 
CRB changed their name to REBI, Real Estate Business Institute, I think. But they were known for the CRB designation for brokers running an office. And they recently came out with a team certification, the CRETS. That's appropriate. Yes. Um, (laughs) So NAR also is constantly looking at what's happening in the industry and, and developing programs that will help our members succeed. And those are run through the local associations with some oversight from the state. Is that kind of how that right. works? Okay, right. gotcha. Right. Whereas GRI is your is all handled by AAR. GRI That's is all handled by AAR, but again, working in partnership with our local associations. Okay. So it's delivered through the local associations, gotcha. but it's developed and maintained by the Arizona Association. Excellent. Let's talk a bit about the industry part the industry partners conference. This is something that uh, I know you're super passionate about. And so, and I I know it sells out every year. Uh, I've I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. Talk to me, the genesis of that. How did that get started? Where did that come from? Wow, that got started. I'm trying to think way back when, because we have been doing the industry partners conference for about 14 years. It actually was a brainchild of John Foltz and um, Pat Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. She um, just I, recently passed away. Pat. Yes, she was an amazing she woman. She was amazing. <laughs> I, I can't Her, tell you how many people in my industry know oh. Pat or have been touched by Pat oh, yeah. at an, on a national level. Oh, so, I can imagine. Yeah. And I tell you, her legacy will live oh, on. Yeah. Um, she was a wonderful, wonderful woman. Yeah. But they, they really felt um, there was a need for realtors, lenders, and escrow officers mm-hmm. to get together and all learn the same information and talk about what each of their roles are in a transaction because that was the missing piece. I mean, the um, realtors would be frustrated when a, a, you know, a challenge comes up with, with a transaction, the escrow industry would be frustrated with how the realtor um, possibly wrote the, the contract. The lender would just put up their hands. Hey, you know what? I'm really not part of this, the contract. So this, this idea came out and it was wonderful. It is an opportunity. And I think it's still the only opportunity in Arizona or the country where all three industries get together. It's all transaction-based. We actually use and have, have always used a um, scenario, different scenarios about a contract and walk through. As the, the escrow officer will say, this is how, this is what we do with this or how we interpret this. The realtor would then chime in. The lender would chime in where appropriate. And it's basically all industries all working for the same goal. And that goal is for that transaction to close and the, the seller to have sold their home and the buyer to have bought that home. Right. And it's, it's an all day event where you have the, you might have a panel and some speakers, but I think the key part of it is what you just mentioned, really putting people almost in round tables, putting a bunch of of people together from different industries and work through these scenarios that have been created. And it really does probably give people the opportunity to understand why did, why did escrow decide to do that with the earnest money on this case? Right. Right. And why did the realtor decide to do this with the contract? That's really cool. Absolutely. And and understanding is really the key. Communication is the key to everything. Right. Successes and failures. If you can, you can um, back it back down to, there was something that happened in understanding or the communication. Right. I think, I think we got to see that a little bit with Trid this year, right? Absolutely. Everyone had to work together lenders and realtors and title companies. Wasn't that fabulous? Oh, it was amazing. (laughs) I tell you, this conference, it was so timely. It was absolutely wonderful because everybody was learning something new and everybody was frustrated with a lot of the unknowns. So actually having a conference where you had all three industries taking the scenario of the timelines, the triggers, the the pieces of the transaction and all walking through it together to figure out how 
how each industry is going to handle this. Right. What does it mean? It yeah. was incredible. Yeah, it's great. It's and and I think that I want to I give a lot of credit to AAR, uh, AMLA, and ASEA. Mm -hmm. The three associations put together an amazing um, CE class on on CFPB and TRID that actually I taught through yes. a school. Yes. Uh, really well done. And once again, born from you know, that partners conference mentality of we all get it. We're all in this together. Right. And we all have got to make this work for the consumer. And when it works for the consumer, it works for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Absolutely. And we yeah. actually have an offshoot of that on February 4th. Tell me about um, it. We just um, um, put together the, um, the initial steps to it, but it's going to be a three hour seminar on February 4th at the Orange Tree in Scottsdale. Mm -hmm. All three partners again. And the, the title is Trid Live. Real stories, real solutions. So we will take some scenarios based on four months after October. What's really happening? What are you really seeing? What really is a trigger? What really is happening right. to uh, um, create delays? Right. How are you handling um, educating the buyers and the sellers about this whole process? What are yeah. you seeing the blips going on? Yeah, that I think, especially from your point of view as the as the advocate for realtors, you know, the realtors have such little control in this whole process mm -hmm. of TRID that in getting them to understand what a lender's going through in this new world and then the changes kind of in the workflow for escrow because of this process, that's an awesome opportunity. Right. Uh, you know, I, I will definitely be there. Uh, I think that, that you know, by and large, we it was kind of a Y2K thing. We got through it pretty cleanly. Yes, I think. That's Everyone what kind I'm of hearing. agrees the yes. same way. Yeah, that I was telling people, oh, give it a few months and by the first quarter we'll have it all down. Really it took a couple three weeks and everybody kinda of had it down. Um, we'll see how it goes with audits yeah. on compliance down the road, but yes. but I think the process is moving along. You know, delayed yeah. a little bit, but I think we got through it. Right? I think I think a lot of that is the the education and the information um, delivery started. I mean if you remember oh. back in January. Right. I mean, uh, people started um, with the, the newsletters and the communication and the lunch and learns and the seminars, and then the industries were getting together. Um, we created the, the outline, as you talked about, yeah. so we could have... And presented it for the first time at the conference last year. Yes, I remember, as a matter right, of fact, yes, we did. That's where it debuted yes. in March. Absolutely. Yeah, and our cool. main goal was to put together a product that all three industries could teach. So our, all of our members are getting the same uh, information right. because that's the challenge in education, oh. depending on who your instructor is and where they're coming from, what they know, yeah. how they teach. What you kind of skin they have in the game. I mean, yes. there's lots of ways that things can get kind of pushed and turned and clouded. Yes. Lots of good things. And Great. I think all three industries really um, are striving for the same goal and that's to yeah. help, help each of our members be successful and yeah. learn how to minimize risk and understand the process. Let's talk about the conference coming up in March. Uh, this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah, this is, it's been fun to be a part of it the last couple of years and see the behind the scenes process. And and um, you were so important to wow, us. You're being I, you confident. know, everybody does not really realize, I bet, how much Bill lends himself and his creative and his hard work and his talent. Well, you're, program. you're very kind. I will leave that in the podcast. <laughs> um, but let's talk about, I mean, really, I was in a meeting today where you've got people from all across the state coming together and all volunteering their time once again. Yes. Crazy thankfully. how much volunteering goes on in this, this uh, industry to help create, you know, with the guidance of AAR to help kind of create this event that is going to be fun. It's going to be informational. It's going to allow for networking. Let's talk about what conference is for you? Or it's actually, I say conference. It should be. It's the spring convention that we're convention, going to be talking about. Convention. Yeah. So. 
Um, you know, it, this is going to be exciting. I, what's nice about the, the convention, it is, again, um, a, a one-and-a-half-day, two-day program that is designed on bringing topics that our members are, are dealing with or, or new topics that they're starting to see and bring in practitioners who are sharing the information with their peers. So it's peers, again, peer, I love this, peers teaching peers. Awesome. It's yeah. all about application. Um, you've, you've, I mean, you've taught, there are so many people that I know that now use Evernote. And when I say, oh, wow, how long have you been using it? How'd you learn? Your name always comes up. <laughs> well, and, you know, and, and it's that concept. That's what this conference is all I about. I do use Evernote. So that is, you're yes, right. Yes. You've got to be a practitioner to teach practitioner, that tool. Right? You, you right. Gotta, in our leadership program, we call it Leaders Training Leaders because our instructors are, you know, Evan Fuchs and, and Holly Mayberry who are past leaders. And, right. you know, we're really serious when we say we want, uh, we want to drill into depth in any of our programs. And you have to be a practitioner to teach another practitioner, in our opinion. Not so much in pre-licensing because the, the focus is different. Right. But when we come to spring convention, I mean, you've got uh, people who are high powered, they're high profile, they're serious about their career, as well as new agents coming in that have been referred to the spring convention. That's where you have to be. If you want to get your foot in the door right. and really understand how to succeed and, and the road to success. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch the curriculum come together. I mean, it actually it's is. Fascinating, it is. It? Oh, it it's is because it's, it's real. It's 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 real issues that are that have affected the industry in the last year that come up as topics, and that's right. how you set that. It's amazing, and you know the general session is always super exciting and interesting. You always bring in great speakers. There's always you, you an economist there because you got to know mm -hmm. that's part of our world. Um, legislative information is, is disseminated there. And I fun. think it's amazing. And, Don't forget the fun. Well, I want to get to that. Have I, fun. It, the fun part <laughs> is huge. And I think like, like every other conference I've ever been to, some amazing value comes from the conversations that happen either in the hallways or at the Eagle's right. Nest or at dinner one night. I mean, right. you're surrounded by people really involved, really into real estate. This is their life and this is their career yeah. and their passion. You want to be around those people. And they openly share. We oh call that social learning, by the way, in my uh, world. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it is true. You can have somebody who's very successful with a certain lead generation tool mm -hmm. and they will completely spill the beans and tell Absolutely. everyone exactly how they do it. So it's, it's a it's can't miss yeah. convention. That's what's so nice about this industry. That's why I'm, I'm sure. here so long. I'll probably die here. But it's so fascinating because real estate is such an exciting business. And it's such a um, consumer focus. I mean, helping somebody buy their first home. Think oh, about that. Or helping yep. somebody transition to um, their senior home. Sure. You know, um, helping somebody enter into an affordable home with some of the affordable programs. Helping a veteran. Mm -hmm. um, it's just exciting. And these are our members. I'm working with people who they dedicate their life to helping other yeah. people in the housing industry. Yeah. How exciting is that? Very exciting. That's and great. I get to do education. I'm, I would be really remiss if I don't talk about talking about exciting. I know it's something very exciting happened to your life recently. Oh. And I'm just going to say her name, Kaylee. And, <laughs> and, 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 and don't I'm, start. Don't smile. Smile's huge. Oh the tears are going to come. No, but so how's that been? That, that has been your first grandchild. Uh, right? My first grandchild. Oh my yeah. um, it is a, an entirely new incredible feeling yeah. as a grandparent. Yeah. Um, my daughter had a baby about three months ago. My daughter's a teacher, by the way. Oh, very good. And what's Education very, runs in the blood. She That's is great. an incredible woman. Uh, to watch her grow up 
and to blossom and now blossom into this mother. She is a natural mother. But we have fun because we have debates over, clearly, education, (laughs) adult education, first teaching third grade, you know, and the the differences between the two. But Kaylee is... She's like the perfect child. She is cute as a button. She's—I mean, she came out cute as a button. She's a good baby. Um, she's just the light of our life now. Oh, that's awesome. We just—and I've seen her every week. A week has not gone by <laughs> oh. that I have not had an opportunity to see her play with her or babysit. She will be able to watch herself grow up on your Facebook newsfeed. There you go. She will. It's been amazing. Will. I'm, I'm able to watch. It's awesome. So. You know, I have people tell me that they've never <laughs> seen so many pictures that we have posted where I'm in it. Yeah. As once Kaylee came around, because I have pictures of me and Kaylee. I right. Mean, she's yep. It's wonderful. It's, it's awesome. It's very fun to watch. It is. So, well, I've taken a, enough of your time. Let me ask you the question I ask everyone at the end. And so I'm kind of just going to spring this on you. Um, if, if there was one piece of advice you would give to a, a new agent or somebody who's maybe struggling or plateauing in their business, what would that one piece of advice be? I think the one piece of advice that I would have would be to to really understand and, and shift whatever um, perceptions they have about education and move from education being a, um, something that they have to do to renew their license to a, a vehicle that really is going to help them um, overcome any struggles that they have and get on the road to success. Education is all about learning. And I think that uh, from pre-licensing, for some reason, there's the perception that you're not going to learn anything when you go to an education class. I hear that from so many people. And it, it, it's just, it, I, it just sends me over the edge because educate, be choosy about what classes you go for. Be choosy about the instructors. I mean, there are so many classes out there that are promoted and they just have an instructor name. Well, who is that instructor? And are they a practitioner in that topic? So, and surround yourself um, there are so many resources out there with your peers in your office, your broker, um, the social networks that you have, mm-hmm. the resources that the realtor organization offers. I mean, anything you need, um, the realtor organization at some level provides, and they they provide the most um, current and and latest information. And the, some people will come to our website because they want to hear. They've heard this information, but they want to know if it was right. Use your resources that the realtor organization offers and enroll in education and be choosy. Nice. Now, if someone wanted to get in touch with you or you have a team of people here, you want to tell me who they are? I absolutely. Let's, I, let's, let me hear who your team is. And if we want to get in touch with you, what's the best way, you or your team? Sure. And I know everybody says that they have the best team, but I have the best team and they are absolutely incredible. Brittany Matt is our director of education outreach programs, and she is the one that students would talk to or local associations about GRI. So if a student wants some advice on which classes they should take first, um, how long they have, what classes did they already take, or a local association wants to schedule a class, Brittany Matt would be the one that they would want to contact. Uh, Kimberly Franzen, she is our professional development coordinator, and she is the first line of defense or contact on any of our events. So she's the one who handles the registrations, keeps all the records. She keeps Brittany, uh, myself, and Callie, who I'll talk to, uh, talk about in a few minutes, um, straight. She organizes <laughs> us. She is gotcha. incredible. Good. And Callie Waterhouse, who is our um, uh, education promotion specialist. She does an incredible job in getting the word out about all of our programs. And many of you probably have had 
emails, social media, posts from her. She is uh, multi-talented. Unbelievable. So the best way to reach out to you is, is there a phone number at AAR they can call? I would call AAR at 602-248-7787 or go on our website, aaronline.com. And uh, go into the staff directory and all of our emails are there. And can I make one last plug? Absolutely. One of the things, um, again, for education is that everybody um, doesn't, they're thinking about taking a class, but they don't know if it's good. AAR developed a site, reteach.us. It's a site where you can post and read peer reviews who have taken classes and instructors. So if you're thinking about taking GRI or ABR or um, accidental fair housing from Denise Holiday. Go on that website and see if there are reviews written by other students. Awesome. That's reteach.us. Yes. That's so a little bit different URL. Great. Yes. Barb, I can't thank you enough for spending some time here on the real estate sessions, and I'm looking forward to March. I can't wait to see you there. Oh, thank you very much, Bill, and thank you for everything you do. And thank you for listening to episode 22 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Remember, every Tuesday morning, a new episode is released. And we really do thank you for letting your friends know about the podcast and helping them find us in our little corner of the internet. Until next week, goodbye. You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.